Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. And now, ladies and gentlemen, this is Learn to Kick Fear with Love. Take action. Learn how internet marketers, real estate investors, and other entrepreneurs are overcoming their fears and making it happen and being successful. You know she's got the 411. It's time to kick those fears to the curb with love right now. Right now. Right now. Hello, 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 everyone. Thank you so much for joining me on this beautiful Saturday afternoon. I am your host, Lolita, a.k.a. Lo, uh, CEO and owner of Heartstone Management, Inc., a full-service real estate investment company. My goodness, what a week this has been. Oh, my goodness, we have a new president. Um, just so much energy, uh, so much excitement uh, with everyone that I talk to, regardless of the political views, let me put that out there, um, it has just been a week to remember, and I'm so excited, um, and, and we're definitely all, I'm sure, very prayerful and hopeful that uh, not only President Obama, but all of the other leaders in the Senate and Congress can uh, definitely uh, make some things happen here, uh, here in the United States. But we also know that it's going to take us to be a part of the change, So, and I'm definitely on board to step up my game um, as far as being a productive citizen and being more helpful and, and, and useful in, in the community uh, and outreach. So anyway, I'm definitely hyped. I, I just wanted to share that. I uh, have a very, very exciting show for you. I have a, a very, very excited guest. Uh, this young lady, uh, Ms. Sandra Nesbitt, uh, is going to be on the call. She's our special guest. Uh, not only is uh, she a, a veteran real estate investor, she's also one of my partners uh, that I'm actively uh, doing business with. So uh, very excited to have her on the show uh, to talk about what she's doing and how she's making things happen uh, with her business. And But before we actually get her on the call, um, I wanted to share, I was reading uh, an article online and a lot of people, you know, even with the economy the way it is, the housing, uh, just the market, just a, a, lot of, a lot of bad things. You know, it's kind of rough for a lot of people right now. But one reason why I love real estate so much, and uh, it, it's an article here. Again, this gentleman, his name is Howard Platt. And 
he has been working as an investment and financial advisor for over 20 years. And I'll just read a little bit uh, about what he had to say concerning real estate. Um, he shared that people can like, think that real estate is an area for investment in a, in a global market sense. They think that it is going up or it is going down. That's completely wrong. Individual real estate is going up. An individual, it is going down. The market isn't going anywhere, and, uh, which, which is true. That's something to think about. Now, another thing he also shares, he states here that real estate investment is most likely always will be an excellent source of passive income. Passive income is a key word that you want to hold on to, okay? Um, excellent source of passive income. To be successful in the market, you just have to remember to keep it simple because in all essence, the entire process from top to bottom is quite simple and straightforward. Decide what your goals are, make a plan, and follow through. I guarantee that if you follow those guidelines, you will do financially well in this market. And I definitely have to agree with him because there's a couple of things you have to remember about real estate. Number one, they're not making any more. Number two, people are always, always, always going to need a place to live. Number three, you're always going to have sellers and you're always going to have buyers. Okay, and I'm just going to leave it at that because I know that Sandra, she has a lot to say and uh, I don't want to take it away from her. But, uh, again, I, I'm just so um, excited about real estate. I love it. It's what I do. It's definitely changed my life. And um, just wanted to share that those, those, those few things uh, that this particular gentleman that has been in the business over 20 years had, had to say. Now, to get on Sandra, I want to introduce her, but I want to tell you a little bit about it. Okay? Now, her company, Retro Enterprises, was first launched in April of 1999. Now, at this time, Sandra was 23 years old, okay, and she started this real estate investment business from her two-bedroom apartment in New York City. Uh, she was immediately introduced to real estate investing after graduating college. Um, now, while working full-time as an assistant art director and graphics editor for Crane Communications uh, in Manhattan, Sandra started her real estate investment company uh, on a part-time basis with no money, um, an average credit rating, and a few credit cards. Now, on February the 28th, 2005, Sandra quit her full-time job after profiting an average of two times uh, her yearly salary per deal and has not looked back since. Uh, in the fall of 2007, Sandra moved her business to Dallas, Texas, where she has been established um, a team, where she has established a team of exceptional advisors and investors. Now, currently doing business as Retro Properties LLC, Sandra's company is a multi-service real estate investing company that specializes in wholesaling and short sales. Okay. Now, for 10 years, Sandra has established herself um, as a respected expert in the fields of marketing and wholesaling. Uh, she's also a successful real estate investor who is a real doer. Uh, do is a key word there. Uh, she enjoys coaching and mentoring those who are serious and committed to uh, real estate to the real estate investment business. Um, although her first love is real estate investing, Sandra continues to pursue entrepreneurial goals uh, with dreams of being a business 
um, Mongol in the restaurant and hotel business, and I did not have a clue. I didn't know that about Sandra until um, she actually shared shared a bit of her her bio and this information uh, about herself. So that's that's interesting uh, to learn, and I'd love for her to touch more on that when we get her on the call. Uh, but without any further ado, I definitely would like to uh, welcome Sandra. If you're on the call, please say hello. Hey, Lolita, what's going on? <laughs> Not much. How you doing? <laughs> I'm doing well. Thank you for inviting me today. Oh, on your no hot, problem. On your hot new show, really appreciate this opportunity this afternoon. Sure, absolutely. And, uh, well, I'll tell you what, Sandra, tell us how it all began. How did you get started in real estate investing? Okay. Um, before I get into that, I really wanted to um, share with you uh, what what I w- really wanted to share with everyone with this um, sure. call, the purpose of this call. So Absolutely. I thought I thought about it for a while, and I said I, I really want to have a topic that will um, inform and inspire and benefit those who are thinking about getting into the business, uh, those who just started, or um, even those who are experienced or accomplished, or you know anybody who's just curious about real estate investing. And, sure. Um, my my goal is to share real life experiences, observations, and um, insi- insights that I've um, experienced within the last ten years, and you know hopefully it'll inform or or help those. But um, gotcha. you know I'd like to share a little quote that I um, one of my favorite quotes by um, Eleanor Roosevelt. Um, she's quoted to saying people grow through experience if they meet life honestly and courageously. This is how character is built. Excellent quote. Okay. So how did it how did it all begin? How did well, it all begin? Okay. In uh, the fall of nineteen ninety eight, I read a book by um Thomas J. Stanley and William D. Danko called The Millionaire Next Door read the book, and at the time, the realization that my college days were coming to an end in about six months and working 40 years, which, you know, is a really, really long time, and I said, you know, I want to be wealthy, and I'd like to be rich. So, you know, it's the tone as to what I wanted to do. I didn't have an idea exactly what it was I wanted to get into in addition to working, but I knew from, from the start that I did not want to work for anyone for 40 to 45 years. So fast sure. forward early, 1999, um, my mother, she received uh, some junk mail. Um, a real estate seminar circuit was in Long Island, and they were offering free, tame, free um, plane tickets to the Caribbean if you go to the seminar. So right. we decided to go. Uh, really didn't have any interest in real estate investing. Uh, went up there and listened to the sales pitch and the presentation. At the end, they had they were selling a course and a seminar and training for $5,000. So although the presentation was, was good and it was inspiring, I said there was no way I was going to invest that type of money in, in that, especially when I just paid off $12,000 before I left college and I didn't want to um, rack up more credit card debt. So we sure. left and that was that. So a week later, a salesman called me from the training, and I was out of work. I did not find my full-time job yet, and 
he got me. He sold me. And, you know, I, I said, it is the can last tell, you can't thing. They can't, they? Yeah, they sure can. <laughs> the last thing that I do, I'm going to make that money back. I didn't really care about creating wealth, being rich, and all that. I just wanted to make my money back. So sure. we went through the training. Um, they even evaluated some deals. And then they disappeared. They hmm. they were a fraud. And I was left to figure this out on my own. And, you know, there are many people who have, you know, no college degree that really has nothing to do with you being educated to do this, but just persistence and patience, just working it. So um, after this experience, I just was trying to find a market. I was in Westchester, New York. I was in Newark, New Jersey. Then I finally settled in Connecticut, um, closed on my first deal. Uh, it was a wholesale deal. It wasn't that much, but at least it was a start, and I saw my name on a check that wasn't a paycheck. So at <laughs> you know what? Moment, Wait a minute. I have got to stop you. I have got to stop you right there because psychologically, what did that mean to you? I know what it meant to me the first time I got a check or I got a wire from the title company of a certain amount that I made from a real estate deal that did not come you know, from, yeah. from me working from somebody. How did it feel? It felt good because – it proved to me that this can work, and yeah. it's just real. It's so real. And even though it was a few dollars, it was like, I don't know, maybe $2,500, but I know it works. It works. Sure. This is the proof. And unfortunately, I didn't make a copy of that check, but from the first deal, the next big deal came, and it just you know, took a life of its own after that. Well, let me ask you something. I know $2,500 you know, to a lot of folks is a lot of money. And, uh, you know, I'll take it any day, especially doing a real estate deal. But let me ask you a question. Um, a lot of investors I know have a lot going on and feel somewhat scattered and overwhelmed. Nowadays, people are so busy with life, let alone running a business. How do you stay productive every day? Okay. Um, the first thing that comes to mind uh, are goals. As you have mentioned, goals, um, having a written plan and working the plan. Goals and the plan give you direction. When I wake up in the morning, what am I going to do every day? What am I going to do today that will get me closer to my business goals? The next thing that comes to mind um, is a quote by um, former President Dwight Eisenhower. He said, plans are nothing. Planning is everything. Sure. Um, I try to plan my day before I go to bed instead of in the morning so when I wake up, I know exactly what I'm going to do. And so... I'm not fudging around trying to figure out, okay, I need to get papers together for this contract, set the car up to, um, you know, go on this trip or have the signs in the car. I'm already planned and prepared for the day ahead. And I also look for opportunities to um, kill two birds with one stone. Being productive is doing more than one thing at, at a time. So let's say, for example, if you work out and you need to um, listen to some training you could do both of that, both of those things at the same time. Um, another example: I'm going to be involved in something later on today in Mesquite, and you know I'm looking at okay, is there something that I need to do out there? And yes, there's a house that I have on the market that I need to take the sign off and take the lockbox off. So sure. killing two birds with one stone, planning, also delegating, yes. seeing if you can um, do or outsource any of the other. Um, things that really don't need you 
involved in it, like running errands, picking up things from the store, or dropping mail for your marketing, what have you. So um, you. you can focus. So you can focus on money making activities like uh, preparing contracts, talking to buyers and sellers, and, and marketing. Absolutely, um, great. Those, those definitely great tips and advice there. Um, how do you balance your business with other responsibilities and commitments? Okay, that's a good question. Well, um, what I do, I look at what I what I want to commit to this business. For me, because I am full time, I, I I want to commit forty to fifty hours. So I look at that and divide that either five or six days um, during the week. And then what I do, I strategic, strategically plan that day. So I know if I need two hours to just focus on something, I zone, I zone out everything else. I cut the phone off, um, just focus on that for that time period and, and plan. Sure. Plan and zone out. Because I know for myself, I, I am distracted easily when you in the middle of something and you want to check your email, you want to yep. talk to somebody who calls you on the telephone. So I stay focused by knowing what I need to do and just zoning out. And you know what? I'm very guilty of that myself. I'll give, if, if I don't plan, <laughs> just like you're saying, it's so important. A lot of people are like, ah, oh, you know, I'll just kind of get through the day. I know what I need to do, blah, blah, blah. If you do not plan, any, any small thing will distract you, just like you said, because a lot of times business is coming from the emails. So, you know, I used to find myself every minute or two checking my emails and refreshing, you know, to see if I've had a client that accepted an offer or if a deal is closing. And, you, and you're right. You have to plan. So there has to be a set time when you check the emails or do follow-ups or whatever the case may be. So um, I totally agree with you. Now, what are some of the biggest myths or misconceptions about being a real estate investor? Okay, I would have to say without a shadow of a doubt, um, and I've heard this lately um, for some reason, that people think that you need money and good credit to be a real estate investor or be in the business, and that's absolutely untrue. Um, what you have to realize, though, people think of the, the traditional way of uh, real estate investing, which is um, buying a house, putting money down, getting a mortgage, and renting it out or fixing it up and selling it. And you got to come up with all this money for the down payment, closing costs, what have you. But as you really get deep into it and learn, and as we've learned, that there are so many other ways to make money in real estate investing that you don't need that type of money to um, get in it, to be involved in it. Um, the first thing that comes to mind is wholesaling. Yes. Um, wholesaling is, you know, signing up um, a contract with a seller at a low price and then selling that contract at a higher price. And so I will say you need money to market. Yes. So let's say if you have a, at the bare minimum $100 a month for marketing, work, work um, your dollars for marketing to, to acquire leads, to generate leads, but you can't find the deals for your cash buyers. Right. And also um, uh, a lot of people think that investors take advantage of homeowners. They steal houses from sellers, mm -hmm. and that's totally not the, the truth. And um, what I tell people, we are investors, um, and we are in the business of buying and selling houses for a profit. We are an option. If you're looking for retail value, you may be um, better served with a realtor. If you have time, you may be better served by selling it on your own 
or with a realtor. But if you need to sell quickly and you don't have any time and you need somebody to perform and move and close, we may be your best option. Um, I always leave sellers to keep us as your plan B in case things don't work out with the realtor or selling it on your own. Absolutely. Um, I think that that was probably one of the biggest – I always hear that, you know, as far as people saying, well, aren't you taking advantage of the sale? Of course you're not. Um, you're offering a service. Uh, you're there to provide a service and to help them. And as long as you disclose, and I know you're big on this as well, Sandra, when you disclose – uh, what you're doing, the strategy that you're taking with the seller that they understand, a lot of times, you know, they they are screaming hallelujah, thank you, you know, for helping them out because a lot of people may not know or understand how to, you know, how to assist them or what option, you know, to bring to them to help them sell the home or, or whatever they need to do to get rid of the liability if it becomes a liability on them. So I, I think that's, that's great. Um, now, Sandra, you hear a lot of, Real estate gurus say, take action, take action, take action. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, well, Leah, that is so true, and I can't stress that so, but so much. You know, at the end of the day, when, when you look at, okay, you ask yourself, what did I do today to get me closer to my business goals? Uh, did I take action? Did I follow my plan? Did I work my plan? And, you know, if you don't do anything, nothing's going to happen. Um, also, um, I, I'm a big believer in being ready for action. If you happen to be out and about and you find or you meet a seller that wants to put a deal together, they want to um, close, are you ready? Do you have contracts in the car? Absolutely. Uh, do, you have a notary, do you have notary a notary on call? Do you have your um, title companies or title company ready to um, do a, pull a title search? Do you have your private lenders lined up? Do you have your financing lined up? Do you are you ready? In other words, to move. Absolutely, you you're right about that. Having contracts in the car. Um, I I just recently became a notary, so I have my notary stuff in the car, signs in the car, because <laughs> you never know when opportunity is going to uh, present itself. And uh, I can't tell you uh, the opportunities that I've encountered just by being ready. So uh, again, I, I totally agree with you. Now, based on your experience within the last ten years, what does it take to be a, to be successful? in this business? I would say, number one, um, you need to have a great team. Um, I, I've heard, I heard a saying once, you are as, as good as your team, um, and that's starting with title companies, attorneys, especially probate and bankruptcy. Um, remember that lead that we were working with this week, um, the, the gentleman didn't want to foresee because he wanted to um, file bankruptcy. I know right. bankruptcy... Um, paralegal. I called her immediately, answered my questions, very informative, very helpful, you know, served me right away. Um, so attorneys, um, advisors, advisors and mentors, you will need to kick things around with someone who's more experienced and who can share with you insight and tell you, like, no, that, that's not a deal. Move on. Um, realtors are also part of the team and mortgage brokers because they can provide you leads. Absolutely. Um, also, self-discipline and commitment. Now, I have not always felt like working or, you know, doing what I need to do in this business, and, and it's tough because you, you make sacrifices, but you have to be self-disciplined and committed. Because a lot of people think that, you know, this is a, a, a get-rich-quick 
business, and it certainly is not. It took me a long time to um, turn my first deal, um, but I knew I just wanted to pay off that credit card debt. But after I, you know, saw the money, and then after my first big deal, I liked that. I liked it. I liked it a lot. So sure. having the end result in mind um, is something that I think about when I don't feel like working or doing what I have to do to make things happen. Um, marketing, marketing, I, I just can't explain it enough that you need to expose yourself, you need to sell yourself and your company, and constantly looking for leads and buyers, constantly. Yes. Um, Without leads, you, there's no deals. <laughs> you don't have a business if you don't have marketing, just as simple Absolutely. as that. As simple as that. Now, why do people fail in this business? Okay. Um, people fail because they're underexposed, and it goes back to marketing. Um, they give up too soon. They're, they're not committed because it will definitely, trust me, take patience and persistence. Um, not having a good team and um, buying wrong, um, paying too much for a house. I can't tell you. And there's one deal that I closed on um, once that I had to pay, write a check at closing, and that's not a good feeling. You must buy right, even when you're wholesaling. If you find that you are making little profits, you need to buy better. Absolutely. Now, do you think a real estate investor must learn a lot uh, or learn the art of sales to be successful in this business? I think entrepreneurs, no matter what business they're in, you must, you're always selling. You're selling yourself, your business, and polishing your sales skills will help you persuade more people more effectively and more often. So, you know, I constantly ask myself, um, why would someone want to do business with me? There's many other um, investors out there. What is it about, you know, my service that will benefit them, um, the buyer or the seller? And you want to have a method for overcoming objections because you definitely will get them. Um, I'm a big fan of Zig Ziglar. I try to read a book at least once a quarter on sales, and I like Zig Ziglar personally. Yeah, Zig Ziglar is very good. What, what's the quote, if you have? Uh, enough people in life get what they want, then you'll get what right. you want. Exactly, exactly. Absolutely. Well, now let me ask you this. I'm, I'm gonna put you on the spot. What has okay. been the biggest? What has been the biggest payday for you on one single deal as a real estate investor? <laughs> um, all at once. Um, well, I would say my best deal was um, when I started letter. Um, direct mail marketing about five years ago. It's been five years now. Um, bought the house 30 cents on the dollar. Um, I'll tell it to you quickly. Um, guy called me up and he said, I want to sell and I want $75,000. And I knew the house was worth about 135000 And I was working full time at the time and I wanted to go out there and sign a contract that evening, but I couldn't make it out there. So, um, we signed it up for 71. I tried to negotiate with him a little bit. I didn't want him to think that, that he was giving it away, but he was. And um, <laughs> I bought it for 71, put about $17,000 um, in work into it, rehabbed it. And actually it appraised as is with the work that it needed at 165000 Ooh. Okay. Nice. So I fixed it up, and then I refinanced. Got a six-figure paycheck from that. Um, 
you know, the proceeds from the refinance. And then I sure. finally sold. I sold the house before I moved to Dallas um, for two ninety five. My goodness. Uh, so yes, a nice payday within itself. Um, now, do you have any tips for investors or retail home sellers having difficulty selling their house in this market? Well, um, I know a lot of people are having a lot of problems, especially in this market because it is um, a buyer's market. Uh, what comes to mind is um, your house is either underexposed or your price too high. What you want to do is know what your competition is doing. What are they pri pricing their houses at? Um, price it slightly below the lowest priced house and make sure your house looks the best. If your house needs work, just price it to sell. And hopefully okay. you'll, have, you'll have enough room that you will, you will make a profit. But um, you definitely need exposure. If you're not listing it with a realtor, you need to drive traffic. And it comes back to marketing. Marketing Absolutely. the house on, on all ends, ads, Internet, word of mouth, anything, flyers, whatever you can think of to just drive traffic to the house. Sure. Now, we're going to speed up a little bit. I know a few people on the line um, that's listening have questions. Um, now, let's talk about real quick, what are you doing today in your business? Give the listeners your 30-second commercial on what you do for a living. Okay. What do I do? Um, well, I'm Sandra Nesbitt of Retro Properties, LLC. Um, Retro Properties is a real estate investment company that serves the greater Dallas-Fort Worth area. Um, we are in the business of buying and selling houses for a profit. We serve those with real estate problems or real estate pain. We provide valuable information and resources that benefit those with um, real estate needs. Uh, by the way, uh, could you use a couple hundred dollars? I've paid as much as $750 for referrals. All I need is a name and a phone number. And I'm always trying to sell myself when I meet people, get referrals. Sure. Absolutely. Uh, sometimes referrals can be your biggest paydays, and they can, be, uh, they can turn to be um, long-lasting relationships as well. So I, I agree with you on that. Um, now, please define the meaning of wholesaling. I know you touched on it just a tad bit um, earlier. Um, and also short sales for our listeners. Okay. Well, wholesaling is um, signing a contract uh, for a low price and making a spread on top of it um, by selling it at a slightly higher price. Um, I'll give you an example. Okay, let's say a house is worth 100000 You sign up a contract with a seller for $40,000, um, and let's say the house needs 15000 in repairs. So we're looking at an investment of 55000 so I'm a wholesaler. I want to make quick cash, but I don't, I don't have the money to buy it and fix it. So instead, I wholesale it. Um, I'm going to sell this contract for $50,000. So my cash investor will have $50,000, and I will make the difference between forty dollars and 50000 which is $10,000. Got you. Um, I know you went through that fairly quickly. Uh, I don't know if people were writing it down, but... Um that is the essence and the art of, of wholesaling. Again, you're just you're buying low and, and you're selling to uh, um, um, a higher bid, and in turn, that is an investor uh, buyer. Now, what motivated you in becoming a short sale negotiator? Um, I would say recently, especially within the last two years, 
about 40% of the leads that I was getting um, didn't have any equity and people were behind on their payments. Um, to inform our listeners, what is a short sale? A short sale is when the mortgage company accepts a payoff less than what is owed on the property. And um, especially in this market, you will find a lot of houses in this situation. So let's say um, you have a house that um, it's worth $90,000, but the homeowner owes 106000 The house is upside down. The, the owner owes more than what it's worth, and it needs right. a lot of repairs. The bank will settle for a discount to unload this non-performing asset because when a homeowner stops making payments, it's a non-performing asset for the bank, and they need to get unloaded and just liquidate that loan. So a short sale is someone is a, um, a pre-foreclosure actually, and it's an offer that's less than the payoff. So that payoff, that offer actually would be sixty thousand. I would make a case to the bank and explain to them and tell them and prove to them with the um, seller's financials that they are unable to afford this house. I am a qualified buyer. I'd like to make an offer for $60,000. Gotcha. Now, the advantage for the homeowner with doing a short sale is, number one, um, you're saving them for, from possible foreclosure. That's one, correct? Correct. And what, what are some of the others so that people will know how significant this is um, as the service, this service that you're providing for homeowners? Well, uh, a benefit... It is a sale. It is a short pay sale, and it doesn't have an effect on your credit as a full foreclosure, meaning the um, house going to sale to auction. And the upswing is um, it just has a less detrimental effect on your credit rating than a full um, foreclosure. Excellent. And, again, share with the listeners how, how the opportunity right now as a short sale negotiator, is so abundant. Explain Well, it. at one time, you had to be at least three payments behind for the bank to even consider a short sale. If you're behind right. on one payment, they're already starting the process for short sales because right now, um, I think last week in the news, that um, foreclosures were up 81% from 2007. So they are working um, as diligently with homeowners and buyers, qualified buyers, to work out a deal, whether that's to um, help them lo- modify their mortgage to stay in the home or negotiate a short sale with the, um, with the homeowner and their buyer. Gotcha. Now, I actually just got a question here on, my, uh, on, on the online chat. Um, a gentleman asked, would there be a lien remaining um, on the balance that will remain on the balance? Right. Okay, there's a couple of things on how... Um, we go about that. Um, if your house, um, if the house was your primary residence, the IRS came out with a form, um, 982. They will dismiss um, taxing you on the difference for a deficiency judgment. So I'm not a tax accountant or a lawyer or anything, but if you are a homeowner um, and you're behind on your payments and you need or would like to do a short sale, by you know sell through a short sale. I would definitely um, file um, that form, the IRS form 982, and that t- this um, totally dismisses that. Now, what we do when we're negotiating, 
um, there is a possibility that they may tax you on the difference, but they're, they're going to do it anyway if the house goes to foreclosure. But what we've tried to do in negotiating the um, short sale, we um, attempt to have the lender have it in writing that they will not tax the homeowner um, for the difference of the short pay or file a deficiency judgment uh, with the homeowner. Okay. But keep in mind, even if the house does go into um, foreclosure and to auction, it's going to happen either way. Got you. Okay. And I think um, also we have a question from a caller whose number is ending in 4437. Caller, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Can you hear okay. me? Yes. Um, thank you for the show, Lolita. I think um, it's been it's very helpful. It's been very helpful for me to listen because uh, right now with the economy the way it is, I'm just trying to find ways to increase my salary or bring more money in. Um, as I see that my regular job, my eight to five, is not, you know, it's it's unsure or my paycheck really doesn't change. So you mentioned about referrals. How can I go about finding those referrals, and how do I get that information to you? Okay. Sandra, you want to tackle that? Sure, sure. And your name again? Hello? Call with you there. I'm sorry. Okay, I, I'm sorry. Uh, I was going to give your name. My name is Carla. Hey, Carla. Um, Carla, um, the best way to contact me is by calling me directly. Um, I'm available at 214-548-0949. Uh, basically, talking to people, your everyday, you know, interactions with people and um, just asking, just knowing. And if you see a sign for sale by owner, those are people who really want to sell, but they're um, really too cheap to pay a realtor, but they really want to sell. Just talking to people, getting out there. And if, you know, you as yourself want to market for those, I don't know if you have an interest in being an investor, um, you can definitely market for those who um, are distressed and really have a need to um, sell the house. So I pay anywhere between 250 to $750. I've paid as much as $750 for a lead um, for um, those who want to um, save their house and they need help modifying their mortgage. I, pay a, I will pay a flat referral fee for $150. Short sale leads um, $500. Just name and a phone number. And if we close on the deal, then you will be paid that referral. Excellent. So, it, so I can basically just by talking with people and and getting their uh, name and number for you can basically get paid. Yes, absolutely. Uh, mortgage. A lot of mortgage um, brokers and realtors know or have good leads, especially realtors who can't list properties um, because it doesn't allow it doesn't have room for a commission and the homeowner may be behind, and they need a solution. Great. Carla, thank you so much, um, Carl, uh, Carla, for calling in and answering the question. Now, again, everybody, just for a name and number, and I know you know somebody, we all know somebody right now that is having some hard times right now that needs some assistance, not just any assistance. You always want to refer uh, people that you know or that may even be family members or friends that's having hard times um, um, with their mortgage or behind, not sure what to do, don't want to call, uh, you want to put them in the hands of someone uh, like Sandra. 
that has this experience and this knowledge uh, that can talk with them and, and see, you know, what she's able to do for them. And in turn, by you referring them to her, uh, she can help them and you can get paid. So there's nothing like helping people and getting paid to do it. Um, I love it. And what I want to do now, I'm just kind of going to go through, go down through the list here. I'll, I'll uh, call out the last four um, of numbers here that I'm showing online and see if uh, different people have questions. Uh, caller, whose number is ending in 5539? Are you there? Do you have any questions? 5539. Okay. You're just listening. Thank you so much. Uh, we also have another caller whose last four is ending in 3443. Again, that's 3443. Again, you're just listening. Thank you so much for being on the call. Um, another caller. Last four ending in 8717. Again, numbers ending in 8717. You have a question? Again, thank you so much for listening. Uh, Sandra, what I'll do, uh, I'll continue to ask you a few questions, but as people have questions, then we'll, we'll just, because we, we have about 20 minutes left. Okay. okay? Um, now, how can someone benefit by working with you or even contact you, which I, I believe you gave your contact information, but I would like for you to give it again. Um, uh, if you know someone who needs to sell, need a short sale, negotiate, or a loan modification, how, how can they contact you now or right after the call? What's the best way for them to contact you? Um, Best way is by phone. I will um, leave my phone and email address. The uh, phone number is 214-548-0949. Again, that's 214-548-0949. And the email address is R as in Robert, E as in Eric, D as in David, D as in David, T as in Tom, R-O-W at yahoo.com. Excellent. Now, are you open to helping other new real estate investors learn the ropes in this business? I am, definitely. I am in the midst of um, revamping my um, intern program. For those who are serious and committed um, and getting involved in the business, and uh, we've had this discussion before about the cost of education and in different ways and how you can pay for it. You can pay for it on your own through your own mistakes and trials and errors, which is what I did. Um, you could pay a lot of money uh, to a trainer or mentor, or you can work with somebody very closely and put in some sweat equity and helping them um, in their business. But having that um, hand-holding, one-on-one time and hand-holding um, in working deals. Now, I just want to add to that. I actually started out, you know, sweat equity. So, and and I tell people all the time that's interested um, in learning and um, you know becoming a real estate investor. You know, there's there's a few ways that you're going to have to do it. You know, unless you got the money in the bank to pay some of these gurus, you know, five, ten, fifteen, twenty thousand dollars to have them mentor you, go for it. Uh, but if you don't have that, um, then that sweat equity, you're going to have to put that in. And uh, I think a lot of times you really have to kind of break that down, especially for new investors. They think that, oh, man, I'm going to learn how to do all do all this and make all this money and it's not going to be hard work. Well, yeah, you, you know, just like I had to start out putting signs in, in, in a, lot of, a lot of the yards um, as far as marketing, you know, handing out flyers, 
or running errands, and, and I still do that um, uh, yeah. today. I mean, I do it as much, but you're going to have to, especially when you're working with someone that has the information or, or that's experienced, it, you, there's, there's, there's no way around it, again, unless you have that capital. Would, would you agree with that, Sandra? Absolutely, absolutely. And another thing, um, I just want to kind of go back. Uh, We've got some time. We've got a little time. I want to go back to, um, as far as short sales, <laughs> You know, we're, you know, right now we're partnering on a couple of short sales, and I will be the first to admit I hate paperwork. I hate it, <laughs> <laughs> and I think you know that, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Sandra. But, but the thing about it is, you're good at it. So um, when you can create partnerships and 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 you work well together, you know, it, it's fun and it makes it easier. But short sales are a lot of, and, and it's not for everybody. And right. um, uh, again, it's it, it's part of the process, but the the outcome of, of short sales and, and you're helping that individual uh, postpone or stop the foreclosure proceedings, and, and you're able to find the buyer. But again, it, it takes those steps, it takes those detailed steps in order to get it done. It's it's well worth it. And um, Sandra, I know you know that, and and I know that. Now, I have another I question do. here. Uh, go ahead. I have another question okay. here from a caller. Um, okay. She says, hi, from what part of the country does Ms. Sandra accept leads, and is it restricted to a particular part of the U.S.? Okay. Um, for, short sale, for short sales, I'm open to all 50 states. Um, if, you wanna, um, if you're a beginner and you want to learn the business, and you're in another state, I can help you. We can put something together to partner on a deal, and I can coach you and train you with that, with that lead. Um, Thank you. I wanted to um, share a story with you about um, short sales, and, um, a short sale that I did last year. Um, Go ahead. First, we have time. Go ahead. Um, when you do something over and over again, you need a system. And for me, a checklist. You know my checklist, you know, you don't want to forget anything. And, you know, after I leave a meeting with a seller, there, there have been many times where I said, oh, I forgot to do this, I forgot to ask this, and I hate that, I really do. So what I um, ended up doing, I started to make a checklist. So whenever I go to a seller meeting, I need to address this, I need to sign this, and just do it over and over again. Even if I know it by heart, I bring the checklist with me. And with short sales, because it's so much, it's so involved, especially with the paperwork, you need, a che- you need a checklist because we're going to be asking the seller for different paperwork and everything like that, and we want to be on top of it and ask everything all at once. Um, there was a situation with a lady. She um, wanted to save her house, and I showed her that it's really impossible for you to stay in the house when your income um, is, is in, a, in a deficit of $700 a month and you're behind four or five months. So I convinced her that a short sale would be the best possible way to avoid a short sale. And so being that the sale date was three weeks um, down the road, we had to work quickly. I was able to cancel the um, auction twice. Great. Um, We um, negotiated a price that worked, and then she needed a place to live. So this was a, a problem, a real estate problem that I had to address to make this deal work. So I found um, a resource online. It was called youmove.com, and for free, they would um, find um, 
anyone who's looking for an apartment, a place to live, and provide two hours of moving service with a truck for the um, for the occupant. And so this lady was disabled also, so that really helped her out and, and her husband. And so I, I knocked that out by finding a resource for them to find a place to live, and I was able to negotiate um, an offer low enough with the bank. And then what I did, I wholesaled it to a rehabber who who was very familiar with the area. And, you know, I always had wholesaling in the mix, but to get the lead, I created equity. Because with a short sale, there is no equity initially. As I said, you have a house that's worth 90000 You owe 106 There's obviously a deficit of $21,000. Um, not 21000 but uh, sixteen. So you need to create it, and you create it by negotiating with the bank and proving to them that the um, homeowner is unable to afford it and I'm qualified. This is why you need to sell it to me. And these are the repairs that it needs. So this is this um, definitely um, provides proof on why this offer is that low, evidence on why this offer is that low. Sure, sure. Excellent. And um, one thing I just want to add to that, because uh, we have another question here, one thing I want to add to that is you have to know what you're doing. I mean, it's not easy dealing with these lenders, um, people in loss mitigation, because right now they're overwhelmed. That's what one thing yeah. people have to understand. They are totally overwhelmed. Number two, they are hiring new people that a lot of times don't even have real estate or loss mitigation background. They may have collections background, but they don't have loss yeah. mitigation, and they kind of rush train them to kind of, you know, and put them in place to deal with all of the back files that they have. So for you to be able to postpone um, a short sale twice um, and to deal even with uh, the loss of money, because did you have to talk to different people each time you called, or were you always able to get that one person? No, I mean, you never have the same person. And as the um, case elevates, you do, like we were on a time frame, I'll never forget this, it was a Friday before the Tuesday auction because, you know, in Texas here they – the foreclosure auction is the first Tuesday of the month, and it was a Friday uh, before, and I was speaking to a supervisor. I had a direct fax number of the supervisor, and she said, we need this, this, and this within an hour. Can you provide this? So I wish it was like that all the time when you could speak to a supervisor, but in the beginning you never speak to somebody in a higher position to move the file forward. Wow. <laughs> an hour before. Um, the foreclosure sale date is, is, is that correct? No, it, it was a Friday before. Friday before. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, another question uh, one of uh, the callers have, uh, I believe Jose, he was wondering. We're backtracking a little bit. Um, he was wondering that what if the house is under contract with another agent? Uh, will you be able to get a commission? Is the referral higher if they just want to sell? and not behind on the payment? I think that's a two-part question. Okay. Um, let me see if, if the house is under contract, well, the, the first one, if the house is under contract with another agent, will you be able to get a commission? With, if, it, if it's listed with an agent? Yeah. yeah. I, I, he said with an agent, so I'm assuming yes. No, because essentially if the house is listed with an agent, they have a... Um, a fiduciary you know, responsibility to go with that realtor. Um, although, if the um, contract expires, and you know that it's expiring soon, and mm-hmm. there have not been any offers, we can definitely entertain that. 
Okay. All righty. And Jose, I hope that answered your question. And also, um, going back to the question previously, uh, the young lady had asked, um, I think it's the same lady that asked, what part of the country does Cedric accept leave? And again, Sandra, you said all 50 states, and you're not restricted. Um, sure, but no. she was wondering, I think she was wondering uh, specifically, um, she was referring to being a bird dog. Okay. Um, bird dog. I wonder who made a bet. That I know. Made I don't it. like bird dog. I, personally, I like property scout. It sounds so much better. Because somebody right. come to me and say, hey, what's up, bird dog? I'm going to be like, what? And they're like, no, no, I'm talking about bird I'm like, oh, okay. So, I mean, <laughs> it can be a little offensive. It's just so aggressive. But how about we call it property scout? Okay. <laughs> Somebody who has their eyes and ears open. I, I'll never forget. I um received a call from a lady who uh, received one of my my letters, and her property. She was an um, out of town owner, and I uh, met her property manager, uh, who was here down in Dallas. And she said, um, "You know, I work for a, a law firm. I'm a paralegal, and I get leads all the time. That's a bird dog. They just have." Um, or they're in an environment that they will um, come across people who need real estate help. And so the you know, referrals that I provide are still the same, and I'm always looking for bird dogs. Now, if you have something that you tie up, because I've done double wholesale deals, if that sounds right, um, before. So let's say, for example, I, um, I have a deal on the contract, and I'm looking for my rehab or my cash buyer. And I go to another wholesaler, and I tell him, listen, this is what I need from the deal, okay? Let's say $50,000. If you have a buyer that can pay, let's say, 52, then you can write it up. We can write it up for 52. So you can increase your profit instead of the $750 for the buyer. So, um, and I have a marketing or uh, an agreement that will state that that wholesaler, that other wholesaler will make that money at closing, will be paid, and it will be, uh, it may or may not be on the HUD, but most likely everything is in writing and with the title company. Gotcha. I think we, I, I, we, did a, we did a deal no, like ahead. that, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, I just had someone ask, uh, but the question, is that ethical? I'll, I'll, I'll let you address that. Is what ethical? Um, what you had just um, explained as far as uh, uh, the process. They're asking, is it is it ethical? Ethical to, to pay someone a, a fee? Yeah. For fire? Yeah. I don't and see I why you, not. Yeah, exactly. I, I get that question uh, as well, but I'll, I'll I'll let you hit on it. Okay. I know what realtors um, they're really um, they really want to protect themselves and their license. And the solution that I found to that is. Um, is uh, draw up an invoice. I'll give you an example. There's a lead that I gave a realtor a long time ago, a short sale lead, and the bank denied my offer. So I gave him the, um, the short sale needed to be listed. So he told me if I close on it, I can pay you a marketing fee. So I'm going to invoice him um, whatever amount that we agree on for that marketing fee. It has nothing to do with referral um, or anything, but it was marketing. I gave him a lead that produced a listing. So I use invoices and exactly. with realtors, realtors, an invoice for a marketing fee. And with um, 
other people who are not realtors, uh, that's absolutely 100% um, legal. I, I feel I think people would like referrals and want to ensure that they will get paid. So I have everything in writing. Absolutely. In, have it in writing and also have it disclosed always. Um, another question. Um, do you accept property scout referral from the state of Texas exclusively? Um, well, if it's something that I will wholesale, um, yes. So let's say you have a property scout in, uh, I don't know, Nevada. Uh, I don't have an established buyer's list and network in Nevada to put a deal together. So that probably would not work because I just don't have the team built right now to do deals in other uh, states. But preferably the Dallas-Fort Worth area, if you are in that area and you are a property scout and you want to make some money, you know, by all means, you know, let's get together and, and uh, make money. Absolutely. Um, you know, I'm there with you. So, and I totally believe, I mean, we only got four minutes left, so I'm, I'm going to let you answer this last question. I just want to add, I totally believe in partnerships. Um, I can't tell you. When, I don't have deals, but I have partners that have deals, and we can work together and get paid. It's, it's, it's a beautiful, wonderful thing. Um, now, Sandra, in closing, what are the top three lessons you've learned since you've been in business? Okay. I'm going to cheat a little bit because, you know what, I have four. So if you don't mind, I'll, I'll name four. <laughs> Go for uh, it. All right. Uh, number one, you always have to be marketing. Always. Always, always, always. You need referrals. You need leads. You need buyers. You need sellers. I make pro marketing a num the number one priority in my business and knock it out in the beginning in the morning because you want to do money-making activities first in your day. And I try to do it before noon. So that's number one, always be marketing. But number team, number two, uh, constantly um, build your team. You will have your set or core people that you work with, but you uh, may come across others who can help you because not everyone is going to be available. And some may die off and some may not be in a business anymore. So you want to constantly constantly build your team um, through networking and just getting out there and meeting people. And also, you know, don't invent the wheel. Use some of the resources from experienced investors who are working with good title companies, who are working with good private um, uh, money resources. Um, uh, number three, buy your deals right. Don't buy deals. Don't pay too much money. If you're wholesaling, you're going you're gonna, to um, turn off a lot of um, your cash buyers if you market these deals that don't make sense. You know, it's worth 100000 and you're asking eighty, and it needs 5000 at work, and that's not a deal. So you must buy right. And last but not least, um, you know, we talked about this, Lolita. If you're going to talk the talk, walk the walk, yes. follow through on what you're going to say. You will lose business and credibility if you don't follow through, <clears throat> get back to people, call people back, email people back. Absolutely. Now, that's a that's an amen right there, to be honest with you, because, um, and again, just for myself personally, I can't tell you um, how many deals uh, that I've been able to do just from follow-up. And the comment 
from the clients would be, um, well, I never heard back from such and such. So I'd rather go ahead and do business with you, you know, since you're calling me back. And um, I think the marketing and the follow-up and the partnerships, if somebody can maximize those three aspects, um, not just of real estate investing, but of any business, you will definitely be successful. And um, uh, we only have a few seconds left. But, Sandra, one more time, give your information for anybody that wants to contact you. Okay, my phone number is 214-548-0949. Again, that's 214-548-0949. And email is R, E as in Eric, D as in David, D as in David, T as in Tom, R-O-W at yahoo.com. Excellent. Again, thank you so much, everybody. Thank you for listening. It's been a great call. Um, Look for my email uh, for upcoming show uh, within the next couple of weeks. We're just going to keep this train going in 09. Um, Sandra, again, thank you. Thank you for your time. Um, thank you. I'm excited, you know, about um, our partnership and us even doing doing deals together, uh, con- you know, continuing the partnership moving forward. And everybody, just know that Sandra is making it happen. Take care right. and <laughs> and God bless you all. Thank you so much. All right. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.